Hello, hello. Welcome to episode 18 of Mixtaping Identity. I'm your host, Shane. My guest this week is Lauren Bonner. Yes, thank you so much for joining me for the 18th case of Mixtaping Identity. My guest this week is comedian and podcast host, Lauren Bonner. Uh, Lauren co-hosts the podcast Big Natural Talents alongside friend of the show Conchetta Caristo. Um, very, very funny person. Uh, was a great laugh and really enjoyed the playlist as well. So there was a lot of stuff that was familiar to me, some stuff that was new, but predominantly stuff that I'd heard before but not really listened to an awful lot. So yeah, I really enjoyed listening to it. It was a, it was a lot of fun. And, and the, the chat that we have was, was great as well, so I'm excited for you to listen to it. If you're new to the show here, then just let you know the playlists are released ahead of the podcast. So we release those on a Monday and then the, the podcast on a Thursday. So go and check us out on the socials at Mixtaping Identity on Instagram. And you can find us on Spotify as well and get the, the playlist ahead of time. I'll be back at the end of the episode, but for now we'll get into episode 18 of Mixtaping Identity with Lauren Bonner. How often you actually listen to music at the moment? I'm like not a huge like audiophile in that I think like when I'm listening to music, it's I find it distracting. Like I'm not someone who can listen to music while I'm working or doing anything. I'll keep turning it down and down and down because I can't okay. focus on my thing. But um, definitely just whenever yeah. I'm driving is a big probably music time for me Um, because I'm driving a lot. I mean, not that much, but I just, you know, never get the bus. So pretty much what I'm driving can be like alone in my car, which is good because you can sing without anyone watching. (laughs) (laughs) That's what it's all about. So if you're if you're listening to music at home, if if you ever do, is it like, do you have to be only listening to music then? Is that like the thing that you're doing? Um, Or like cleaning or cooking. All right. Um, But just nothing like I can't write with music on. I can't even if I'm like in an intense kind of Facebook messenger conversation or something, anything that I'm having to write or anything, I, I don't really listen to music yeah. while I'm doing it. I'm like a one yeah. thing at a time kind of person. Unless it's watching okay. a movie yeah. that I'm on my phone as well. <laughs> yeah. All up in there. Um, and when you're listening to music, then do you tend to go for albums or playlists or how are you listening to stuff? Um, Pretty much playlists. I think I'm like, yeah never really putting on a whole album and I know that's like because my boyfriend is a really big music guy he's been a musician before and like DJed and he's really into music and he knows everything about albums and stuff and it's like oh we listen to this album and I'm like oh I've listened to those three songs on my playlist that I called (laughs) cool driving tunes um so it's always just like an assortment of random songs that I like from here and there because to sit down and listen to a whole album is like quite a big commitment. I don't know if I've got the patience for it, but I've got like the classic albums that I, you know, had when I was growing up and stuff like that, that I know the whole album, but not much these right. days. Okay. So it would take a lot for you to, to sit down and commit to a new album then? I think so. Unless yeah. I was putting it on while I was doing something and it was something that I like really knew I was going to like. Like I'll okay. usually listen to the whole new Lana Del Rey album when that comes out okay okay 
and in general then are you trying to find new music or do you tend to go back to your old familiar stuff i'm always going back to my old familiar stuff i think and it's annoying though because you want to be able to find new music because you get sick of your your same old stuff right are you Mm -hmm. a big new music guy well it's kind of a theme of this show is that this is kind of the reason i wanted to start doing something like this was to get out of that kind of bubble because and i've talked about this before but my my most played playlist for a long time was like my spotify rap 2017 (laughs) and then spotify rap 2018 was basically the same playlist but like with a few of the weirder songs out and a few of the newer songs in and it just became a more distilled kind of this this is the only stuff i listen to basically um so doing this in particular has been really interesting because there's loads of stuff that i've seen but never actually given a chance to and there's loads of stuff that i've never heard of as well so yeah it's it's been really good for that so um I, like I, I love finding new music if i can but i agree with it's it can be quite difficult to find it because sometimes you're you're trusting a playlist to find you stuff that you want and so, sometimes when i'm listening to music i want to be in a certain i'm like i'm in a certain headspace because I'm, I'm like i know exactly what i want to listen to in this particular moment you know yeah and then especially if i'm often listening to music while i'm driving it's like i can't really flick Mm. around and stuff i can just have to put on a playlist that i know is good and reliable like i got yeah yeah, my spotify wrapped this year or last year i was like so disappointed by i was like i don't even want to share like i don't care about any of these songs it was just so many like just like default songs that i put i think like one of my top songs was like praying by kesha which is like yeah like i think it kind of like goes pretty hard as a song but i was like i don't care about I don't know anything about Kesha. I just thought this was a good song. And then it just like ends up going around and around because it's like on the one playlist sure. I listen to. So I do, yeah. I have to mix it up. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so what was the first music that you bought around? I think I bought um, three albums because I got like a CD player and three CDs. And the albums okay. were um, Nelly Furtado, I'm Like a Bird, um, Shakira, mm-hmm. Whenever, Wherever, and um, Good Charlotte, what is it called? I think it might be called The Young and the Restless or something. Young and the Hopeless. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty classic. Big three. You could probably yeah. guess the year. What would it have been? 2002 <laughs> or something? Yeah. A little bit different though. Nelly Furtado and Good Charlotte. There's a bit of... There's a bit of a range in there. Yeah. I'm mixing up the genres. I'm I'm rock, but I'm, I'm folk. Because that was before Nelly yeah. Furtado had her like sexy reinvention as well. It was very oh, yeah. like... I mean, most people probably know I'm like a bird. And she was like, the the cover is like very hippie. She's like in the grass, like lying down. And then mm. man either happened and everything changed. Mm. <laughs> Can't go back now. Um, what's the what's the best live music you've seen? Oh, I should have thought about this more. Um, <laughs> yeah, I didn't I, prepare you this. <laughs> no, I've seen some great live music. I saw... Um, uh, Julia Jacqueline is an Australian artist. I've seen her okay. a few times and she was great. Actually, one time I saw her um, opening, the first time I saw her was opening for Marlon Williams, who's a New Zealand kind okay. of alternative country guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was also like fantastic. And that was a really great show that I saw in the um, at the basement in Sydney, which is a venue that is now... Um, a burger place that does comedy shows as well um but when i saw it it was kind of like an old famous jazz venue 
but he was really nice. great marlon williams live but I, i've seen a bunch of stuff and then i saw like um who was i saw at splendor in the grass this is not the best live music i've ever seen it's just a fun anecdote I think it was in Wolf Mother's show. Wolf Mother was doing a set, which we all went to watch because it was, like, pretty funny to be like, what are they up to these days, Wolf Mother? And they were so yeah. excited that anyone had come. They were like, we were didn't know if there would be anyone here. Um, and then, like, Chris Lilly came out with them at one stage and just, like, shouted over a track, and it was crazy. Uh-huh. It wasn't good, but that was just a crazy thing that happened. That's good, I like it. Um, all right, we'll dive into the playlist then. So, song one is a song you fell in love with straight away. So, you've gone with Harvest Moon by Neil Young. Yeah, I thought I'd kick it off with a real um, classic song that I mm-hmm. love for like a w- that I discovered in a way that will make real music fans like die inside. Um, <laughs> which is because it features heavily in the film Eat, Pray, Love. Mm. And I was watching Ebre Love and I was like, wow, this this is a great song. And then I yeah. like looked it up and, and listened to it all the time now. Perfect. Um, it's really funny you say that actually because according to Spotify now, that is the album that this song is from. Hmm. Because obviously Neil Young has pulled his music from Spotify, but apparently they can still get away with keeping his music on if it's in compilations. Oh. So, yeah. So if you look up this song, it like it the the only album you can find this song on is the Eat Pray Love soundtrack. So, <laughs> if anyone is annoyed by you discovering the song through that, then that's just going to compound it. And yeah, I think that's funny. Yeah, and if they like, you know, if it wasn't on the Eat Pray Love soundtrack, then they probably couldn't listen to it on Spotify right now. So yeah, yeah. So you're welcome. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, song two then a song that took you a while so you've gone for The Greatest by Lana Del Rey yeah that took me a while I mean I was doing the playlist and it was like it's hard some of the questions because Mm. there's probably a few songs that took me a while and then also like it's kind of like cheating by putting Lana Del Rey as a song that took me a while because I like love all of her stuff but I'd done it all and I hadn't put Lana anywhere and I was like this isn't a reflection of me but I think The Greatest was one of the songs on one of her albums is it which album is it is it um do you do you have it there it, it's a boy's name norman fucking rockwell that's the one yeah and the whole album is is really good but i think on the first listen it didn't really like stand out to me but then i like mm-hmm. listened again and i was like whoa this is this is really good mm-hmm. yeah yeah i like i land is one of those artists that i've not really listen to an awful lot and I was very surprised I don't know what I was expecting <laughs> but it wasn't this because it was it's it's epic like there's so much to it there's so much going on and I don't know if I just thought she was just like a a girl on a guitar or poppy or what I was what vibe I was expecting but it's it's amazing it was such a great song yeah it's an awesome song and I think like because yeah Lana Del Rey is like genre wise she kind of mixes it up a little bit and this song is like what you said it's like an epic it's like a really big kind of cinematic like epic big song and that's what I like love her for and I think Mm -hmm. her most recent album was also nice but it was like really kind of minimal and like stripped back or whatever they say 
Um, but I yeah. kind of like like maximalist Lana when she's really going off. And her first album is really good for like big songs like that, as well as I mm. think I'd probably recommend, yeah, the whole Norman fucking Rockwell album and maybe even like Ultraviolence or something. But mm-hmm. it does mix up a bit. But I think like that's when she's like at her best for me when she's doing these like huge ridiculous kind of things and she's always singing about the funniest stuff it's always like a like this big cinematic orchestral score and she's like daddy fucked me in my cadillac like it's just mental and she's crazy but it's very fun (laughs) that's great no I'll, i'll give that a go for sure uh song three then a song from your introduction to music so you've gone with wish you were here by pink floyd yeah, my dad's a huge Pink Floyd fan. And, um, I was going to say, this is, this is definitely dad music, isn't it? Huge dad vibes here. And it's also um, when I was... I mean, I can still play guitar, but like when I was a teen, I played the guitar a lot more. Um, and I think that's when I like... Because when you're like playing an instrument... Um, I don't know, like, do, do, do you ever play any instruments or anything? Yeah, no, I play guitar. Yeah, like you, you end up learning stuff and then you end up kind of leaning into like classic rock sometimes because it's kind of all the yeah. classic songs and my teacher was like you know like a 45 year old man um mm. and like wish you were here has that great acoustic intro and i remember learning that and it's probably like it's still just like the go-to song that i can remember how to play on guitar even if it's been years and years like i can't remember anything else but you, your fingers just remember it um yeah yeah, yeah so i think that sticks out because it was a song I played a lot as well. Mm. Yeah, I think it was the same. It was Pink Floyd, The Who, uh, Led Zeppelin, that kind of stuff was like the. Obviously, then you have like Smoke on the Water and yeah. the other sort of classics that uh, Seven Nation Army. It's the other one that people lean on quite a bit. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's a. Uh, Pink Floyd's a great band to to get into if you're trying to learn guitar because. They're, this sounds so reductionist, but they're <laughs> fucking great. <laughs> <laughs> they're just good. Um, yeah. 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 I think I learned a few of the songs like Money and stuff. My brother played bass, and so I remember him playing Money a lot, that classic bass line. But mm-hmm. yeah, Wish You Here was good because it kind of is just like a really easy chord progression. But then yeah. it has that little fill in there that is kind of really easy. And then like the intro was kind of a bit harder for me to learn but Mm. it's like got three steps of learning in it so it's such a good beginner song yeah i haven't played guitar in a long time but that make i i want to get back into it actually (laughs) because i know exactly what you mean it's got that little trill yeah that it sounds quite nice but i imagine it's fairly easy to play once you get the hang of it yeah it's just like a a g chord shape and like yeah oh perfect Easy peasy. Easy. We can do G. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we can do G. No problem. Yeah, I'll get on to uh, Ultimate Guitar after this. <laughs> um, song four, then, a song that makes you happy. So you've gone with Bound 2 by Kanye West. Yeah, this was also like doing the playlist. I wanted to have some Kanye on there. And mm. there was a bunch of options. I don't know. I love a lot of his stuff. Um but I think Bound 2 was kind of classic. I just, it was just, it felt like the, a great era of Kanye, Bound 2. Um, it was like when him and Kim were first 
together and she was in the music video on the motorbike. Do you remember that? Just really mm-hmm. good vibes, Kanye. And what what album is that from? Is that on um Do you know? Is it there? I can I can see the uh I can see the album cover. I can't remember off the top of my head what the album's called. Is it orange or No, it's like a it looks like a CD. Oh yeah, it's on Yeezus. Um which is yeah. a really good album, I think. It's a, like mm. a lot of great songs and then like a lot of kind of not make you happy songs as well, but just that go off. So like are you like Blood on the Leaves is an awesome song, but it's not like a song that makes me happy because it's about racism. So Right. But the whole album is awesome and I think it's good. And like Kanye's also a pretty funny, controversial kind of guy. But what can you do, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean that's that's one way to put it. Yeah. Fuckhead is the term I would use, but Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, Divisive. <laughs> so I didn't I mean I should have done could have done more of a deep cut with Kanye if I had to, if I was trying to convince you to like him. But No, stick stick with the classics, why not? Why not? I mean, um, I'd recommend the album if you want to listen to an album. A few of the other tracks yeah. on that album are probably pretty good. Or I remember, if, like, yeah, Black Skinhead got a lot of play at the time, and I was I was really into that. That that, that just happens to me with like with hip hop. Sometimes it's like it's not the genre that I'm into, but there will be certain songs I'm like, yes, I'm on, I'm completely on board with this. And Black Black Skinhead was definitely one of those. Um. But yeah, I'll, no, I'll definitely give the rest of the album a go. It's just funny when you said the motorbike thing, because I can't remember Kim on the motorbike, but I can remember Seth Rogen and James Franco. <laughs> and that's, yeah, that's dangerous. Um, <laughs> yeah, That's so funny. funny. Yeah, it, it's pretty an yeah. iconic um, parody. Yeah. yeah. Another good another, Kanye another, album. Another fuckhead. Yeah. Another good Kanye album, I think, is like, probably like, non-offensive would be the album, is it? called yay that's a newer one as well my um when i met my boyfriend he um because when my boyfriend was like younger he still likes kanye but when he was younger like Mm -hmm. he like before kanye did anything that bad just like graduation and stuff um him and his friend got matching tattoos just above their knees and he has a tattoo just above his knee that says kanye west in all caps like that's it (laughs) and I remember him like being nervous for me to see it because it's always kind of a thing. <laughs> and he's like trying to be a teacher now, and he's like, "I just have to wear pants for the rest of my life. I can't show this. <laughs> the kids cannot see it. It would be the end." Oh man! Oh, that's so unfortunate. <laughs> yeah. Oh, big fan. Um. All right then. Song five. Then a song that makes you sad. So your song is The Wonder of You by Elvis Presley. Yeah, well, I love Elvis. Um, and my nan really loved Elvis. And so anything Elvis always reminds me of her. And it doesn't necessarily like make me sad, but definitely just mm. like reminds me of her. And it's such a lovely song as well. Um, and mm. there's a few versions of it on Spotify and stuff. Like there are with a lot of Elvis songs and there's, you know, he did one like with a big orchestra and stuff. And there's a live version. I think that gets a lot of play and they're both Mm -hmm. just great songs, but really nice. But yeah, remind me of my Nana, which made me sad, but not, you know, happy, sad. Yeah. No, I know what you mean. Um, 
would she have would would she have played that like in her house then, or what was the when was she listening to Elvis? Um, yeah, but I think also like, yeah, played in her house, but also like she just always like loved Elvis, like everyone. It was like her thing, loving Elvis. Right. And mm. her um, her second husband, um, who isn't my granddad, but my auntie's dad, like he's my pa, so he's kind of like a granddad. Um, mm-hmm. he's Irish. And he had, like, he would always dye his hair black and, like, comb it back. Like, he, we called him Irish Elvis. He loved Elvis as well. <laughs> so much. Okay. And they both just, like, loved Elvis. And he was really Irish and he loved Elvis. Um, and I went to Graceland when I was in the States with my friend. And we, like, did the tour. And I got my nan a little key ring of the pink Cadillac. And I brought back, like, just, like, the brochure you get when you go to Graceland. And I gave it to yeah. my nan. And, and I was like, oh, if you want to give this to Pa, you know. And then she gave it to him. And he was like obsessed and i was like oh you don't need to keep it it's just a brush and he was like why would i throw it out it's from graceland <laughs> <laughs> like that's the worst accent ever but yeah they were just obsessed with elvis and um i think as well and then when i went to graceland it was just so awesome it's just an interesting story and you know obviously it's everyone you look at now is like problematic in some kind of way it's like did he date a 14 year old i don't i just want to look the other way i just (laughs) i just don't want to think about it and just want to think that he was really nice to his mother and loved her and bought his maid a cadillac and lived in Mm. this big house and had heaps of fun (laughs) yeah i made some amazing music yeah exactly and you know just served pure bangers in and out mm. the wonder if he is a great song it's so yeah good. and it's yeah. i mean it's a big elvis song but it's not like the biggest but some of those big ones the smaller ones are like i love also love are you lonesome tonight but it's got this spoken mm. word bit in the middle which is good mm. and bad i don't know i um listened to a really crazy podcast about that song actually i think it was um malcolm gladwell's revisionist history has an episode about elvis and how he would always forget the words in that part of are you lonesome tonight the spoken word and he kind of like links it to his psychology and stuff at the time because he always like forgets the word or he like acts up and like laughs because i think like because he like was I don't know, I'm really re- reducing this, but and I'll re-listen to the podcast. But something about him, like not being able to properly express that kind of level of vulnerability, I guess, in the song. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. which is really interesting to listen to. But I recommend that. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I'll give it a go. Alrighty, uh, song six then, uh, song to relax too. So your song is Massachusetts by the Bee Gees. Yeah, and I love the Bee Gees, and I love, like, is this early Bee Gees, or am I just, like, I don't know if I've ever, like, invented a story in my head where I'm, like, those kind of slower acoustic-y Bee Gees songs, in my head I go, that's early Bee Gees, and then the disco stuff came later, so that, I'm not... That is true. Is that true? That is true. I, I, I yeah, I, I don't know, I, I don't know for sure when this song falls uh, in terms of their discography, but I do know, yes, they were more, like uh folky yeah kind of uh a kind of band and then um it was off the back of saturday night fever that they got into disco music and started blowing up as a disco type band yeah um 
Yeah, I'm looking yeah. at it now. Yeah, and Spicks and Specs is another good song by them that I like. And yeah, Massachusetts is earlier than the Saturday Night Fever thing. Um, yeah. And I liked it. Was it actually, um, disco as well, but yeah. Yeah. I actually only know this because um, I love saying friend of the show, friend of the show, Cameron James <laughs> was on and he talked about that. And that's how he got into the Bee Gees. So, um, so yeah, thank you to him for allowing me to appear knowledgeable for a moment <laughs> on the show. That's why um, you do it. <laughs> Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, so, why why this song? And what what is it about this song in particular? I don't know. There's something about it. I think like this song and America by Simon and Garfunkel in my head are like paired for some reason. They both mm-hmm. feel like kind of um, intrepid, like you're traveling, but it's like a a journey. I think because it's like Massachusetts and and America, like America, like it feels like you're going on like a um a a bus trip across america and you're like the mm-hmm. main character in an indie film and you're just quietly right. looking around and it just feels like a calming kind of peaceful song that mm. would play during a really nice part of a movie and it's nice to play that in your life i think and yeah same yeah, probably as as cam like i don't know i think um I I love the Bee Gees and then discovering I probably did it backwards I probably heard the disco stuff because that gets so much play and I was like that's pretty fun like staying alive is like pretty fun but you wouldn't like I mean maybe you would put it on to like listen to in your house yeah um yeah but like going back to their older stuff is really yeah. good and then also you know even like later but still slower stuff like how can you mend a broken heart um I've got to get a message to you that might be older as well. See, How Deep Is Your Love is also an awesome song that I love mm-hmm. that I used as a big central part in um, one of my performances when I went to art school and did quirky performance art. I, oh, yeah? yeah, I just sang How Deep Is Your Love for a, a performance once in it, and it was awesome. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Uh, song seven, then a song from your preteen years. So this is good, Charlotte. Uh, Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous. Yeah, I reckon this whole album holds up. How did what's? Because I feel like it was a big album in Australia. Good, Charlotte, are big in Australia, and you're in. Are you in Ireland? Or yeah, yeah. Were they a thing anywhere else at all? They were a thing. Um, I feel like they were kind of not as big for a lot of people I think um, certainly didn't register with me uh, an awful lot I think most people were into sort of like uh, like Fall Out Boy All American Rejects, Panic at the Disco I think they were the sort of the more prevalent bands um, around this, this sort of time, I'm guessing I can't remember exactly what year this is but that, that feels like the right sort of era to me Um there were definitely some people listening to Good Charlotte I, uh, and uh, My Chemical Romance would be the other big one, I guess. But um, Yeah, because... It never really registered with me properly, but th- they were definitely around, for sure. It's funny because I feel like when I was listening to them, I was probably, like, much younger than, like, you know, I'd, I was, like, pre-teen. I would have been 11 mm-hmm. or something. This is in the first lot of CDs I bought. And they're not... They yeah. didn't really get picked up in that emo wave of MCR and, and everything else because I didn't 
listen, I wasn't into emo stuff at all either. And I feel like right. they kind of pivoted into pop and stuff with like dance floor anthem after that. Yeah, I don't know. Sure. I just feel like a weird band. And this album was like, I, it was just like got so much spin when I was like 11 on my little CD player. Cause it's like, yeah. it felt really rebellious because one of the Madden brothers, if you remember, he had that like spiked up hair and he would wear makeup. Oh, yeah. They'd wear eyeliner and stuff. So I was like, well, this is like mm-hmm. really punk rock. But when you listen to it, it's like every song is like a three minute pop song. Like it's yeah, it's like very polished. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, Beatles with heavier guitars like <laughs> I mean that's crazy to compare Good Charlotte to the Beatles but we're going crazy today <laughs> but yeah every song yeah. is just like a poppy upbeat song and I think it's like they're kind of probably not like a good band but mm. that's what I liked when I was 11 years old and if I listen to it today I think it is still fun but I'm obviously biased because I have it so imprinted into my brain from when I was a kid. Yeah. That yeah. I like it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's just funny. I, I wonder if they would have, like, if this song, if someone tried to release this song now, I wonder if it would connect with a very, very different audience. Because it feels like a very sort of, almost a very right-wing kind of uh, messaging now. It feels a bit Trumpy to me. You know, like the whole, like, the out of touch Hollywood celebrity telling us that we should eat less meat and be more green and stuff, and it's like I don't I don't know. It, yeah, that's it just so feels funny. Like that's maybe the. Do you know what I mean? I didn't even think of that. That is really funny. But then I don't know. Like that's kind of the what do you like the the weird political situation it is now, where like yeah, everyone is almost kind of saying the same thing like all the trump people are like yeah we hate these rich people and then left-wing people uh meant at least proper left-wing people are saying yeah we hate rich people we're trying to help you (laughs) and then like neoliberal um people are like yeah wealth is a problem and that's why we all need to yeah um eat less meat and buy teslas but everyone is kind of saying the same thing but then yeah when you kind of boil it down to these random goth looking but not real goth guys just being like celebrities don't know let's take their mansions from them let's rob them it is a bit like drain the swamp or whatever is that a trump thing or not yeah yeah drain the swamp very much so yeah yeah i can see trump loving this song yeah (laughs) (laughs) i think he'd probably have decent taste maybe i have no idea maybe maybe um yeah. I wonder if Good Charlotte ever think that, you know, they'd be compared to the Beatles and Trump <laughs> in the same sort of conversation. I don't know. I hope they listen. I wonder if they'd yeah. be flattered or not. I don't know. It's kind of gone all over the world. But really what I'm yeah. saying is I think it's good. And that's what counts. Benji, if you're <laughs> listening. I don't know what the other Madden's name is. Ah. Uh. I'll find out. I'll, I'll I'll edit it in in case he's offended because yeah, he definitely will listen. It's Joel, um, Benji, and Joel. There we go. Perfect. All right. So I'll just I'll just clip you saying Joel. And I'll put it back, and then it'll sound yeah. seamless. Seamless. Yeah. yeah. And thank God because those Madden brothers, they're pretty hardcore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Very sensitive as well. Uh, song eight, then a cover. So your song is "Believe" by DMAs. 
Yeah, cover was hard because I thought about like, you know how there's all those like old big famous songs where you're like, did you know it was a cover? Um, oh, yeah. And I'm sure I love loads of them like that, but I couldn't really think of one. But I always listen to this cover of Believe by DMAs. I just think it's like good and I'm not a huge and like not that I don't like her or anything, but I just have never listened much to share or share mm-hmm. it's share right um because yeah. i don't want to like come on a podcast and say i don't like share like that's like the the death sentence like because people who love okay. share like love share don't they um yeah yeah, yeah. but i i just haven't like listened much to her and i think like her like her version of this song is pretty good but i remember hearing i think i like heard this one like a lot more before i like had listened to her version the original mm-hmm because it got a lot of play on Triple J and stuff a few years ago when I listened to the station. Um, mm-hmm. And it's just really nice. And DMAs are like a cool Australian band and they've got some great tracks and they're pretty quirky as well. Like, cause I'm a big Oasis fan and I think a lot of people really compare DMAs to Oasis. Like, I mean, the singer and stuff, the way he kind of presents himself is very much, you can be like, Oh, I can tell you love Oasis. Um, but I'm like, yeah, I right. love Oasis. So the DMAs are good. Like, <laughs> um, but yeah, I just think it's a really great cover. I think it's a really nice cover. What did you think of it? Yeah, no, it's, it, it is. It is lovely. It's really nice. Um, I typically, it's it's, I, I typically don't really like covers where they just like take a song and make it slow and more acoustic. Yeah, and that's also kind of like a, a bit toy to do you know to just be like oh it's like a slow acoustic version of a disco classic um yes but just something about the song i feel like really suited it yeah no absolutely um yeah and the the vocal the the whoever it is singing is um the voice is incredible and lends itself to the song really really well as well so yeah it's it's a really lovely version it's like a it, it is a slightly different take on it which is nice and there's there's definitely it definitely feels more original than just like a bloke with an acoustic guitar so um no i I really really liked it the the only the one thing for me was just and this is just a completely personal thing but i have moments where like i i'm not doing this show as i said because it's not because i'm a huge music nerd like i don't know an awful lot about music outside my sort of bubble and there's almost like a running joke in my house now where if there's a song i don't know or a song that's like sort of passed me by my wife will say to me you have a music podcast and it's kind of this thing of like you're an idiot and it's met with love and it hurts my feelings every time but uh but yeah there's definitely an element of truth to it because listening to this song was the first time that i realized that the line wasn't i can feel something inside the sand and i have no idea why i thought that was the line but that's what i sang every single time i listened to that song yeah i I heard this version I think there was also there's also like lines in that song that I didn't hear until I listened to this song because the share song is like, "Do you believe in love or love?" And it's like, what is she saying? Actually, I have no idea because she's so throaty and like it's quick. But then when you listen to it slow down, you're like, "Oh yeah, there's words." So I do yeah. that too. But again, yeah, I don't have a music podcast, so I'm allowed. Sure. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Um, I like how you started that little bit by um, the, that was the introduction to this song saying that you didn't want to get in trouble with Cher fans and then ended it by 
doing an impression and saying that you can't understand anything she says. I'm in trouble. I'm going to be in trouble. Yeah. No matter what I do, yeah. if you mention Cher, there's yeah. probably like an activation of people who will like be tracking the hashtag or something. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they got a Google alert set up. Yeah. yeah. And then I could yeah. say like, I have no strong feelings about Cher, but they're like, how dare you not have a strong feeling about Cher? <laughs> You have one strong feeling about Cher and there's only one correct strong feeling to have. Yeah. I think, like, she was and is, actually. She's not dead. Oh, my God. She's, like, so beautiful and, like, such an iconic, like, aesthetic for her to have. Like, I've always wanted to, like, Mm. dress up as Sunny and Cher for a costume. I love the 70s, like, the midriff, the the body. God, she looks amazing all the time. That's what I love about Cher. Perfect. All right, we've turned it around. That's good. Um... (laughs) Song nine, then a song that you would sing at karaoke. So your song is I'm Not a Girl, Not Yet a Woman by Britney Spears. Yeah, I think um, there's, I'm someone who never does karaoke and would be so scared to do karaoke. Uh, are you a karaoke guy? I feel like it's such a, a dividing point in life. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not like I, I would love to be, but it would have to be very sort of uh, the setting would have to be exactly right for me to do karaoke. I would never just walk into a bar and do it. I've, I've had like office parties where there's karaoke a few times, and that to me is a big no because like I, I don't trust any of those people not to make fun of me. If I was there with friends and strangers, that's fine. But um, but yeah, no. no, I'm not a not a big karaoke guy. Yeah, and that's a, again a thing that my boyfriend and his friends do karaoke one of his friends is like the karaoke guy he's obsessed with karaoke he loves it he like has Mm -hmm. his place like everyone knows him there um but they love karaoke and i've never been but because also then it's been COVID, they haven't been in ages so it's i think i've only had to decline once or twice (laughs) um but um britney is always going to be a great karaoke song because what you want i think is a song that's like not too long and not too boring and repetitive because the few times I have done karaoke, you can like make mistakes. Like once I did um, Halo by Beyonce when I was in Japan, I think, because mm. that's a big karaoke fa- fan group. Everyone in Japan loves mm-hmm. karaoke and I was with some Japanese people. But then Halo, like the end of Halo, like it kind of repeats a lot. It's like, Halo, Halo, Halo. Like it just goes on forever and ever and ever and ever. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. you don't realize that until you're singing it at karaoke and you're like, oh, like I thought this was like a, a fun song, but actually it's really repetitive. Right. But I'm mm-hmm. not, a, not yet a woman. I feel like it just always is like at a level that is fun and it's like a slower song, which is exciting for karaoke. And it has mm-hmm. that key change at the end. And also, like, Britney's voice would be, like... You can do, like, a bit of a silly Britney voice. Like, she has, like, that crazy vocal fry all the time. Like, uh, Like, it's a bit of... It's, like, yeah. you could have fun with it, I think. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's also from I, iconic film Crossroads. Have you seen? Ah, uh, yeah. 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 I saw it a long time ago. It's not one that <laughs> I would go back to an awful lot. Um, <laughs> Fair enough. I have. I have seen it. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. It's it's a strange song to me because I used to find it very, very funny. And now it's uh, it's obviously there's, with everything that's come out about Britney recently, there's obviously like a bit more depth to the song that makes it a little bit, uh, yeah, definitely a lot sadder. Uh, there's definitely a lot of stuff that she was trying to get out there that maybe people weren't listening to. But um, 
I think because when this song came out, I think I would have been quite young. So I associate it with like very young people. So I just, I have this idea in my head, like this image in my head of like an actual child singing this song. I'm not a girl, not yet a woman, but like trying to sing it to like, I don't know, maybe convince her mom to let her go to a sleepover. Yeah. Um, it's kind then, of that vibe. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The mom's like, that, that was really beautiful, Stacey, but you're nine years old and I'm not comfortable with you walking outside alone in the dark. So <laughs> you can't go. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's pretty much it. But then it is interesting you say that, like, yeah, like being coloured by what we all know about Britney now and how much of a shit time she had growing up and, like, how poorly she's been treated forever. And she doesn't write a lot of her own songs. I think she's co-written a bunch of stuff, but people do write songs for her and then she chooses them. But I feel like so many of her songs are her, like, saying that as well. Like, I'm not a mm-hmm. huge... I love Britney, but I'm not, like, a Britney, like... I don't have, like, an encyclopedia of Britney knowledge. Um, so I couldn't, mm-hmm. like, pull that many songs. But even, like, the song, like, Gimme More, if you listen to that, that was, like, one of her big comeback songs when she probably would have been, like, really in the midst of um, all of the kind of... You know, she would have been super in the conservatorship and, like, been pretty upset about it at that stage because that's kind of older Britney. It's, mm-hmm. like, about people asking so much of her... And being like, mm-hmm. dance for me, do this, do this, do this. Just, and she's also got like, um, piece of Lucky me. Lucky is another one. It's, it's very transparent. Yeah, it's so transparent. So many of her songs are like, do you want a piece of me? Like, everyone thinks I'm doing all this mm. stuff. And then like, lucky about this girl who like cries all night. And we're all just like, yeah, slay Britney. But she's just this child like freaking out. Because she was like 16 or something. For I'm not a girl, not yeah, yet a woman. It's, it's insane. And you look yeah. at her and she's so talented. She can dance and she's like outrageously beautiful for a 16 year old. And that's what like really was bad because she was so sexualized. And it's like, oh, I can't mm-hmm. believe she's 16. And it's like, yeah, because like we have put her in this outfit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a, yeah, a very concerted effort to make her look not 16. That's yeah. That's why. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. All right. Uh, song 10 then song that reminds you of a specific place so you've gone for Umbrella by Rihanna <laughs> yeah I I mean I love Rihanna as well this one was funny I had a few ideas for this one I was thinking about doing like um, a glass animal song gooey or something because it would have been like oh I listened to it when I was traveling in America a lot but that's kind of boring mm-hmm. because Umbrella by Rihanna always like incredibly vividly transports me back to um year eight linda's fluoro party um at her house and you don't know linda but she's a girl from my school um and it's just like that era of like being in year eight and i just remember being at like this party and we were like would have been 12 or 13 or something and it was one of the first like it felt like grown-up kind of parties like dancing and stuff and it was like the fluoro era so everyone had um, if Australian listeners will remember these like Supre shirts that was they said dirty dirty house music or like these random slogans from this shop um, and like the 80s fluoro off the shoulder whole look was in and I just can like still see her living room with like black light and like glow sticks and Umbrella by Rihanna playing right year it is how old? I think um 13 perfect yeah that's a, yeah that's a vibe 
Because there's those, like, party songs that you remember. Like, I did a yeah. tweet about it ages ago, like, a schoolies song. So we, in Australia, we have, like, schoolies, which is after year 12. You people, like, go on, like, uh, like a little party holiday thing. Do you do that mm-hmm. over there as well? Like, levers or... Yeah, kind of, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, and then I think people have, like, their schoolies songs. for like, the big songs from that year. Like, I had, like, Levels by Avicii as well. It's, like, a huge... I remember being oh, like yeah. 18 and like at, at the club and like so self-conscious. <laughs> yeah. Just those yeah, songs that like flood you with emotions of like, no one wants to fuck me. No one wants to fuck me. And it's like, what? <laughs> like Avicii just came on, like, just relax. No, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I've been there. Um, yeah. I hadn't listened to the song in ages and like, it is really good, but the, the the main thing I kept thinking is like I imagine the producer or the drummer, whoever was involved in it, had just discovered that that sound a hi hat makes when you, you yeah. pedal, and they were just like, "Yeah, well, we're just gonna do that. That's that's the beat we're going with." Like, do you want to yeah. do anything interesting with it? Do you want to do anything different? Nope, nope. We've we like that hi hat sound, and we're sticking with it, and we're yeah. gonna use it. It's just like every <laughs> two seconds. <laughs> yeah, it's quite jarring. It's not like a Rihanna song that I'd like listen to for for the pleasure of listening to it all that often yeah it was also that era of rihanna i think was it it was just after like sos which was one of her first big songs do you remember mm. sos do you remember her when in that video at all she was in like a green no. dress but i mean she had this hair that's like i mean looks like a way better version of the hair i have now like a center part and like feathered layers flowing out okay. and it's just been the haircut i've been trying to get my whole life always <laughs> the sos video by rihanna and like it's not attainable because you just need clip-in hair you need extensions to get that hair but yet every sure. time i'm getting a haircut i'm trying to emulate that never got there <laughs> just imagine you outside the hairdressers every time you go just type in sos rihanna into youtube it's like this this, just please. like just do this can you just do this and they've always got questions the hairdressers are always like um so i mean like i don't know you don't have that much length and then i'm like i have more hair than anyone i know in the world i've got long thick hair i don't know why you can't do it make it happen i'll see maybe i'll i'm just gonna yeah. look at it now yeah yeah it's just beautiful it's just a blow dry is what it is and i can't do that <laughs> One day. One Post day. COVID. <laughs> we'll get there. Alrighty. Uh, song 11, then a song that reminds you of a specific person. So your song is Baby by Donnie and Joe Emerson. Yeah. I feel like I've talked about my boyfriend a lot in this podcast. I'm I'm like Conchetta now. Um, <laughs> but yeah, this at, is... At least a, you're being positive. True. She always famously hates her boyfriend, Ben. Um, this is a song that was um, on a playlist I think my boyfriend made me like when we first started dating um, I went like it was probably a few months or probably maybe a few weeks or something after we'd met and then I went on like a big like a three week um, tour comedy tour of like regional New South Wales so when I say big comedy tour I don't mean like a big comedy tour I mean like me and four guys in a van playing to three or four people at a time in regional pubs so a big comedy tour for like three weeks and he made me like a playlist um 
you know, in like a cute romantic way. And I made him one. And then this song was on that playlist he made me. So I just remember like listening to it heaps on the trip and like thinking about him. And it's, um, mm. it's a really lovely song. And this is like one of those songs that I always like imagine like, you know, at my wedding and stuff. Um, cause it's such a nice song that I'd never heard as well. And I didn't, and like, I don't know anything about these guys that do it. Donnie and Joe Emerson. Mm. Um, had you heard the song? Did you know it? No, no, this is, this was a new one for me. Cause they, um, I think this is like one of their only songs. It's one of those, I think like I should have asked my boyfriend about it cause he is the music guy. And I think it's one of right. those, you know, there were just like a million different little acts that recorded songs in like the sixties and stuff and got mm-hmm. dumped by the label and whatnot. It just like yeah. was one of those LPs that these two guys made and then never got picked up, but it kind of has since because it got put on something okay. and it's just this song pretty much. And then Ariel Pink covered it, which is I think or maybe some other people might know the version. Right. Okay. Okay. And um, how long were you together then when you were when this playlist exchange happened? Um, not long, no long at all. And I wasn't picturing my wedding with him at that stage. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. but I think it will probably, yeah. And we also like were together, but not like we didn't really make it official for ages, but it was just like okay. a sweet early relationship kind of stage when he sent the playlist to me. I, yeah, I was, I was wondering if you were going to say that actually, because I have, I have a few of those songs with my wife from like the early days from like uh so we we did a, a a similar thing when we were starting to get together but it was like we just recommended music to each other so it wasn't playlists it was just like bands and artists and stuff like that like because i think our our music tastes are more similar than they are different but we're also into very different bands it's like it's all more or less the same sort of genre but just like just connected with slightly different things for whatever reason so yeah, we, we would we would do that for a bit, and yeah, like well, some of those songs ended up being like songs at our wedding. Yeah, what were what were like. the what were the main songs well, at like, your so, wedding? So we actually walked down the aisle to. Um, uh, have you ever seen the film True Romance? Oh, uh, I don't think so actually, but I've heard of it. Uh, so it's a it's a Tarantino written film, um, but it was directed by. Uh, I want to say Ridley Scott. It's Tony um, it's, Scott. I just googled it. Ah, thank you. Um, I, so yeah, Christian Slater, uh, Patricia Arquette. Um, so yeah, like it was her favorite film, and she talked about it a lot. And then she got me to watch it, and then I loved it. And then yeah, that song be- sort of became a a thing. Um, we had like a, a soundtrack thing that we did as a wedding favor as well. And one of those songs was Inhaler by the by Fools, because that was a song that she introduced me to on that list, and I just absolutely fell in love with it straight away. So, um, uh, yeah, and the the other big one was uh, Big Me by Foo Fighters, because we went oh, to see yeah. Foo Fighters. We went and saw them together when we were, I want to say, five months, six or seven months maybe into the relationship, and uh, Dave Grohl just said once more for love for the lovers on before the last verse and we were just like this is the most romantic thing that's ever happened that's so, us so yeah yeah exactly um but yeah no i i i love having that and it's um yeah it's definitely a really sweet thing to have is those songs or those moments from the 
from the early stages in particular. Yeah, yeah. And then you just kind of always have, that will always remind you of that kind of time. And then, and then you, because also, I don't know, do we have like, I don't think we have, we, you don't really get songs like later in the relationship, but maybe we should, maybe we should do another playlist and like get more songs because I feel like that's such an early relationship to have like, this is our song, but you don't like, yeah stay together for two years and then get a new song maybe we should maybe you do yeah yeah i'm worried I mean, are we okay <laughs> i'm gonna message him being like why don't we have a song that's like from now <laughs> yeah we, we still we still have it on occasion i mean the the the, the song that we have at the minute is uh skidamarink which is a a, a baby song because <laughs> constantly sing to our son um that makes sense. So yeah, it's yeah, it's taken on a very different meaning now. It's 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 kind of haunting. <laughs> anyway, um, song twelve. <laughs> We're moving on. Song twelve, a uh, song that motivates you. So your song is "Dancing in the Dark" by Bruce Springsteen. Yeah, this is like it's pretty basic to say this is the song that motivates you, but it's just such a good sure. mood song, isn't it? Like, yeah, it's just always gonna make me feel like upbeat and fun just the kind of the rhythm of it and I think it's like a song that I'll put on if I like have a gig that I am I like not looking forward to or I don't feel up to or like I feel like I'm like oh can I do this but it's like such a pep up song just classic Mm. Springsteen and it's like basic as well to be like the biggest Springsteen song ever, but I don't care. Like I said before, I don't listen to whole albums. I'm like, they're the hits for a reason. It it's a great 100%, song. Hundred percent, yeah, <laughs> absolutely, yeah. Um, yeah, it's funny you say that. I didn't, I wouldn't have thought of this as like a, a basic song for this category, only because I think I tend to because it, Bruce Springsteen was my my dad's big music, right? So I tend to think of it as slightly more old fashioned, and I've not really given bruce much of a chance i think because he he pushed a little too hard it was like mm. he did listen to bruce springs it was like easy dad i'm gonna listen to my <laughs> own stuff i'm into offspring now um oh yeah, yeah i was into offspring uh, <laughs> yeah <laughs> um but uh but yeah it's it's a it's a great song and i completely agree with you the classics are classics for a reason P- people yeah. love this like he sells out arenas worldwide there's a reason yeah. for that it's just good and like yeah it is it's so dad music but it's also it's really not my dad music my dad wasn't in Springsteen at all but actually I remember a friend's dad was really into Springsteen I remember once like we were driving around he was he had his album blaring and it was like born to run and I was like this is awesome like every song is going off and even if like I you know I now would only know like you know born to run and and dancing in the dark and like the big ones but I think there were like you know b-sides and stuff whatever on the album that I didn't know at all but was still just like following that like formula of like mm. big American song. And maybe it's even like, again, I'm going to be controversial and compare Lana Del Rey to Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> but like what we were talking about before, <laughs> but like those big cinematic songs, like when you think of Born to Run, it's like the symbols and like the big moments. I like that. Yeah, absolutely. Big band energy. Big fan. Mm. Um, song 13 then, a song that someone introduced you to. So your song is I'll Be Here in the Morning by Tang Van Zandt. Yeah. Um, 
I, yeah, I was making the playlist because I like quite a lot of like old, old country, like this like Towns Van Zandt kind of era country and like um, Patsy Cline and, and stuff. And I think I kind of mm-hmm. got into it because um, my brother, oh, it's me and my brother have like a funny thing. I feel like we have like a real psychic connection sometimes. Do you have, if, do you have sure. siblings? Do you have that at all? Yeah, I have a brother. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, a lot of the time when I was younger growing up, he would start like loving music and then playing it all the time. And then I would get really into the band. So we'd always be kind of into the same stuff, like obsessively at the same time. Probably the biggest mm-hmm. one when we were teens was like the Red Hot Chili Peppers. We were okay. obsessed with Red Hot Chili Peppers, knew everything about them. And now they're kind of like people make fun of them, but I think they're still pretty good. But none of them made yeah. the playlist. Um, but then I think when he was a bit older and like had moved out of home and then uh, we went living together at like the same time, I feel like we kind of both started listening to Towns Van Zandt and then he was like, oh, like I've been listening to so much old country. I got this hat because it's the same one that Towns Van Zandt used to wear. And I was like, I've been listening to Towns Van Zandt. And so he kind of introduced me, I think, to this song more specifically because he would play it on guitar and stuff. But it was one of those crazy mind meld things where we both randomly were listening to Towns Van Zandt at the same time. And he's also, mm. Towns Van Zandt is also always my go-to example because um, I love to scare people who recreationally use drugs badly. Like, um, <laughs> because I've got a, okay. whenever I hear about, like, I've got a friend who always wants fit for a genuine pain problem but she's always like i want uh, i don't know why my doctor won't prescribe me codeine for this and i'll be like Mm -hmm. codeine is what killed towns vincent so (laughs) they should be careful about prescribing it right okay so he comes with a lot of fun facts yeah yeah that's a yeah it's definitely a fun energy to bring for sure um yeah i have a very similar relationship with my brother um and music we were massively into the into the same stuff and like obsessively into the same kind of stuff and yeah if there's any ever anything that i listened to that was new i knew he would be into it like even if it took him a a little while because i remember listening to watch the throne the kanye west and jay-z album and that again that's i said about hip-hop that was that was something i was just like yes i'm totally on board with this and i wasn't into hip-hop massively and then he heard it and he was like "Why, why are you listening to this and then after a couple of songs, he's like, I get it. We're in this mm. together. So that's why. Yeah. Yeah. yeah for sure. Same as. Yeah. yeah and then my brother that. and me as well. So big Kanye, like um, my beautiful dark twisted fantasy. I remember that album came out when we must have still been living together because he loved mm-hmm. it. And then I loved it. And yeah, it's always it was often like a one two thing. Like Carl would be really into something and then I'd roll my eyes for a few weeks or something and then I'd be into it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, all right then song 14 a song that you wouldn't expect to like so your song is stand by your man by tammy Wynette. yeah and this is one that's like probably everyone would know it but probably i don't think people would really listen to it does that make sense yeah absolutely yep yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of a joke like i said i just said this well like um all of that old country stuff is like so appealing to me i love the and when I say I always have to clarify old country because I feel like a lot of new country is like just not up my alley. Like I love the kind of even like Marlon Williams is like a great example of someone who I love that is quite country, but isn't like okay. the modern American country that is like they're always singing about their truck or something. Yeah, the, sure. The kind. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. 
But this, like, Tammy Wynette song, and, like, Tammy Wynette, like, all of her songs are, like, so crazy and, like, depressing. She's got a song that is, like, called Divorce, like, just spelled out, D-I-V-O-R-C-E. Um, right. And, and it just kind of goes off, but it, it feels a bit like a joke, but it's just a great song, and, like, the verses and the chorus, it just is good. Did you listen to it? What did you think on, like, a serious listen? Um, yeah, it's one, it's exactly what you said. It's a song that I was like, I knew and I knew I knew it, but I couldn't honestly tell you that I listened to it start to finish before. Um, yeah, it's, I don't know. I, I, I enjoy it musically. I tend to find with some of the more old school music that I can't get my head around the lyrics. Yeah. I'm like, stand by your man. I'm like, well, what has your man done? Yeah, what why? did he do, babe? Yeah, What's, yeah, I, yeah, and I that's like also why. Of... Yeah, I don't expect to like it because I'm like, I probably don't agree with the message. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there should be a little bit more nuance to this, Tammy. I think that's yeah, stand by because and that's like sort of a common sort of expression is stand by your man. It's like you know if a politician's cheated on his wife or something, it's like oh, she's sticking with her with her man. You're like, well, yeah, I mean, great, but also maybe you know in some circumstances she shouldn't just yeah focus on her own happiness but um but yeah i mean that's obviously it's a it's a different time and that's not the important part of the song but it's uh yeah no it's uh, i i do enjoy that sort of old school kind of country as well it's, yeah um, yeah and then the only other thing as well that i'd say about stand by a man for tammy Wynette is because it again like i don't know all of her songs but i've just listened to a handful of her songs and i don't know anything about her but Mm -hmm. she has a lot of songs about like splitting up you know she's got a divorce she's got a song that's like i don't want to play house anymore and i feel like when you take stand by your man out of context it does feel like why are you saying this to people but i feel like when you listen to it in the context of all of her other songs and even there's like great videos of her singing it all of the old country videos of people singing it are so cool because it's like it's been filmed on a variety show or something from back then and they're like standing in front of like a whole set so i'd recommend Mm. looking up Mm -hmm. a a video on youtube of her singing this and i think it's actually people like she's not saying it that it's good i think it's like very sad i think it's like people are just it's like someone saying it to her it's like this is what you have to do and it's like really bad but you have to stand by your man you know i think that i'd like to think that that was the message Interesting. Okay. Well, I'm not giving Tammy enough credit. That's my no. She's an independent um. woman. <laughs> it's very funny just having, to, like, just side by side having Stand By Your Man and Divorce as two, two songs in your repertoire. Yeah. yeah um, truly. Yeah. All right. So, song 15, then, a song you think everyone should listen to. So, your song is Don't Worry Baby by the Beach Boys. Yeah, um, and this one, I didn't know if it was a. Is did you know this song? Is it a big oh, yeah. Beach Boys yeah. song? Yeah, yeah, massively. Yeah. Um, I just, I just think it's great, and I think it's really nice. And it's again another song um, that reminds me of my boyfriend and stuff because I think I'd like sent it to him um, because he's a big worry what, and it's like really okay. nice, and it's like don't worry, baby, and. It's, I think it is also just like kind of classic Beach Boys. It's like doing everything you want a Beach Boys song to do. It's like got all the harmonies mm. and everything you need. Um, and 
I just think it's a great song. And probably a lot of people have listened to it, but that's it's just simply a good song. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Perfect. Um yeah, I mean I, I think it's it's Beach Boys again fall into that category of a uh, a band that I know I really like and anytime they're on I I I'm very happy that it's on. But mm. I would I never would actively seek them out and put it on. So I'm very glad that this was on the list because it is rare that I would sit down and listen to a be- uh, to a Beach Boys song, so um, it is a it's a really really beautiful song. It's really mm. and probably a lot of Beach Boys because if you've got a baby, I don't know if you've got other older kids as well. They probably fall into that category of like music you could play for kids that is fun but doesn't suck to hear as an adult, like you know, Surfing USA and stuff, like and you know, the like Octopus's Garden. Like there's those songs that are older songs that are for grown-ups but do kind of get um what do you call it like used as kids songs sometimes if you don't want to listen to the wiggles but then again i have no kids and maybe kids (laughs) would hate surfing usa and demand to listen to the wiggles so but you could try i think i think that's definitely worth a go i might um i'll stick together with your playlist actually because yeah, there's 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 only so much of the it's simple songs is 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 what he is into, which yeah. is all very like counting fingers on your hands and describing colors. Yeah. So, yeah, there's there's a limit to how much of that you can listen to. So yeah, we'll we'll stick on a wee Beach Boys number and <laughs> the Beatles or something, some of the more fun Beatles songs and see how you connect with it yeah just just tell him yeah. it's a kid's song just be like this is this is for you i swear it's really yeah. fun <laughs> it's not about us <laughs> <laughs> that's good um we do actually think like the, the the song that used to really comfort him actually was um a, i wanted that way that's funny i can see yeah, that and it, it was a but it was it was as a joke because <laughs> Have you ever watched Brooklyn Nine Nine? No, I've seen bits of it, but not all of it. Okay, there's there's a there's a cold open in Brooklyn Nine Nine that involves that song, and mm. I absolutely like, it's one of the funniest scenes I've seen in in a TV show. Like I'm obsessed with it. But I just watched it, and then uh, he was crying. He was really young, and I picked him up and I started singing it, and it he went to sleep straight away, and then it just became a thing where like just for whatever reason. Anytime I was holding him and he was stirring, I would start to sing I Want It That Way and he would go back to sleep. <laughs> um, so it's just it's just become like his song. So we sing like really sort of like kid songs I've learned exclusively because I have a son and I Want It That Way, which is a you know, just a, a random 90s pop song. So, yeah, it's a it's a nice combination, I would say. If it works, it works. Yeah. Yeah, so I'll I'll th- I'll throw in "Don't Worry, Baby" there and see see how it goes. Yeah, and it's it's yeah, it is. It's a nice message for a baby too. Yeah, <laughs> a baby, worry, baby. or absolutely. a boyfriend or anyone in your life. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, I'm sure you didn't expect to go into this category with a song you think every baby should listen to, but here we are. That could be a new question on the list. Maybe a song you think that yeah, yeah. babies would like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Season two, when we're combined with a new list, we'll yeah, we'll we'll give that a go. Um, <laughs> see what works. All right. Um, 
so yeah that's uh that's also is do you have anything that you want to promote or plug while while you're here yeah well i guess um listen to the playlist first and foremostly um but also i've got a podcast it's called big natural talents um with Mm -hmm. um conchetta caristo it's very fun very silly we talk about gossip and also if you're in sydney melbourne or brisbane i'll be doing my new show elephant in 2022 touring melbourne is on sale now and if sydney and brisbane aren't on sale yet then they will be soon so keep an eye out and yeah just you can see the details on my instagram which is at lauren y bonner perfect oh well thank you very much thank you so much shane thanks for having me it was um like when you first hit me up i was like oh i don't know like i'm not a music person i don't know if i can talk about songs but then once i started putting them together i was like oh yeah yeah because then yeah my boyfriend was like you should do it like because this is his favorite thing in the world to like talk about songs and he really wanted to see what my choices would be as well so it was really fun thank you And that is it for episode 18 of Mixtape and Identity. Thank you so much for listening. If you're in Australia, please go and support Lauren wherever you can. And I've just seen the tour dates here um, on her Instagram. So Melbourne in April, Brisbane and Sydney in May. So go and follow her on Instagram and find the dates. And if you can go and see her, please go and see her. And if you can't, if you're not in Australia, then listen to Big Natural Talents. It's a really fun podcast. If you like this show and you want to support it, then a number of different ways you can do that. We do have uh, a coffee link set up, so if you want to throw us a couple of quid, you can do that. That would be great. If not, then absolutely fine. Leave a review. Tell your friends. Share it on your Instagram. Uh, go and follow me on Twitch as well, at YakEnemy. That's another way you can support me. Uh, but yeah, beyond that, I'll be back next week for episode 19. In the meantime, look after yourselves. I'm going to speak to you then.